Hallelujah. What a great season we are living in. You know, yesterday I was in one of your ceremonies. One of one of us turned fifty, and I had to go there to celebrate with them. And I looked at several members who were who were there too, and I remembered that some years ago. Each one of them I was looking at, they were in their twenties, early twenties, or some mid twenties. And now they are in their fifties. Not only that, I looked at them and I scanned through my mind. I knew them alone, but they have kids now. And their children are graduates. And some of them their children have married. And last week I named two of grandbabies. One on Monday, the other one on Friday, before I headed for the retreats of your brethren, the El Shaddai. Once in a year, the whole church, you know, they are, they are quite a big church, a little family church, and they will go away on once in a year for a weekend where they will invite mommy and I just to come and teach them. And we will have seminar from Friday till Sunday. And from there, some years I have driven from there on Sunday morning to your meeting. So we were there with them from Friday in Nottingham till yesterday. And we drove from there to the birthday. And when I looked at everybody, my heart bubbled with joy. Because I saw girls, now grandmothers. I knew them when they were girls. Then they became wives. Then they became mothers. Now they became grandmothers. And that gladdens my heart. I told them in that place, if anybody says that, question whether I'm a successful man or not, look at you. And you will know that I'm a successful man. I am so elated to see this generations forming. And um, another thing I thought was another 20 more years I will start to wed the grandchildren isn't it? And they will have been graduates and some of them you know they will have become professionals like their parents I will see them successful, like I saw their, their grannies and their parents. If anybody says a Christian has no hope, he is the most foolish man. Yesterday, there is an unction that came upon me in that retreat. And I said, I wish the whole CFT was here, but it's here now. The unction is here. God told me to speak to you about destiny. And that's what I began to share with them yesterday. Write down destiny, fulfilling your destiny. 
and I will share this with you for a while. We all know that there are God made promises about destiny when it comes to um, us. I think for this wave, if you look at the book of Psalm, let's read Psalm 139, verse 16 to 18. It says, Your eyes saw my unformed bodies, body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to pass. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sun. When I awake, I'm still with you. That scripture helps us to know that God knew us before we were conceived. He saw our unformed body. That was before, before you know, you, you know, the future started forming. God saw the unformed body. Alright? So, but God also has thoughts about us. So it means, therefore, that in his craftsmanship, the way he crafted us has to do with his thinking about us. That's why we have various behaviors, various characters, various personalities. God's eyes saw my unformed body. Nothing happened to you on earth without God's knowledge. And God has thoughts about you. Write it down. Number one, God's eyes saw your unformed body. Number two, nothing happens to you all your life without God's knowledge. And number three, God has thoughts about you. The second thing that I want you to write down and not forget is this. Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 to 5. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as prophet to the nations. So if God saw your unformed bodies, and God has thoughts about you, no wonder. Jeremiah says, God said, before I formed you therefore, I knew your unformed body, but before I crafted you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. So there are three major things in these scriptures. Number one, write it down. God's knowledge predates your conception. 
Some of you who have sharp memory will remember I have taken you through this before, this year. It predates your conception. Number two, God's purpose for, your, for you predates your birth. It is not after you happen in your family, God started thinking, who shall you become in life? What shall become of you? No, he, he predates your birth. What's the career you will choose, the spiritual calling upon your life, it predates your birth. And number three, God appointed you before you were born. Why am I saying all this? It's because God wanted me to tell you this. Your destiny is sure. Your destiny is sure. Now, therefore, if you can put all these things around, where you were singing, I was looking at and um, some of you, I remember the days of your very tough testing. And probably a few of you, one or two or so, when you wanted to quit the race of life. When some situations happened to you and you came to me and said, Apostle, I'm finished. <laughs> and I looked at you now that you have fulfilled that destiny and you have gone beyond that height you thought. But you are not finished. It was just the beginning of your life. When a grain of seed is thrown on the ground, it dies. And everybody will look at it dead, buried under the ground. It dies. But the Bible says, and God gives it a new body, according to God's own decision, not according to man's decision. To man, that grain has been buried. To God, that grain is a tree. And it gives you a new body you call shoot. And it will start to spring forth. And as it springs forth from the ground, without the help of man, the forest was not watered by man for them to grow. You will not need the help of man and you will fulfill destiny. Amen. How do you get that? God sends his dew and his rain upon the forest. How do you get that now? And that very shoot, God will change the body. At his appointed time, it becomes a tree. And then God will speak into the tree to bring forth what he has hidden in him. You are all manifestation of God's thoughts. That's why in the book of Isaiah 14, verse 24, it says, The Almighty has sworn, Surely as I plan it shall be, and as I purpose it shall stand. So what we are today, it's according to his purpose before we were sent to the earth. Let me tell you something about destiny the Lord told me yesterday. Some fulfilled destiny at the young age. Some fulfill at their middle age. Some fulfill in their old age. As long as destiny is fulfilled. There is no age too old to fulfill destiny. Uh, we heard that the man who started Kentucky Fried Chicken was a lawyer. That's what we had. And he was fired because of some issues he got into. So he was debarred. And then he thought, what shall I do? At 65 or so, he said. And he came about the recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken after retirement. 
One of the biggest construction companies on earth today, that company was formed in a garage of an engineer who got to the age of 70 and thought, what can I do now? He's been an engineer all his life. And so he decided that, let me just start practicing from the garage. Carphone Warehouse started in the garage of a man. Airbnb started in the room of a man. And you can have many, many more ideas that started like Akon, but it stormed the whole world. There is a God somewhere, and you must know it. And if you believe in Him, you must understand. If all these things happen and destinies are fulfilled, even among you here, think about yourself 20 years ago. We are doing 30 years of CFT by next year. Really, we are going to start that 30 years from next month when I do my birthday. Yes, 30 years begin. It will be a journey down. If you look at what you were 30 years ago, those of you who have been here for so long, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 3 years ago, you will discover that it is not how you were when you entered here. That is not where you are today. I remember the days that we were struggling to pay house rent for a room. I remember the days that we were, we were struggling to feed our children. I remember the days that we had to do all manners of jobs. Not because we are not educated. We are degree holders. But the state we are in England was that we would do anything to, make, to put bread on the table, food on the table. And we have kids just coming up. And we have to work. And we have to pack aside our certificates which at that time we were told we cannot work with it, but we can be allowed to do all jobs. We worked in morning cleaning, we worked in pizza chef, we worked as car drivers, come on now. We worked as anything workable, even to protecting the dead bodies in mortuary. Who refused to wake up? I remember when I went to be the security officer in a mortuary. I think it's this new cross mortuary. That the bill house is there. It was a mortuary. And when I, wake, when I get there, everybody there is sleeping. I sleep too. <laughs> and in the morning, I wake up. Hello, nobody answered me. I pack my bag and I leave. All of them were dead. Amen. And we have passed through situations that you can't fear ghosts because you need money. You fear ghosts, you will go hungry. <laughs> However, adversity became a machinery for God to deal with all manners of fear and give us faith at last. Amen. Those children we held in our hands in those days, we have seen them successful. We ourselves in those days, today, we are no more cleaning, the, more cleaning all over the place or driving cars. We have moved on by the divine appointment of God. There is destiny for you. Amen. You know, all this I'm saying to you is to help you understand that circumstances that surround you have nothing to do with destiny, especially if they are not working according to your plan. And what God helped, told me to zero in into, for everyone who fulfills destiny, you must cooperate with the writer of the destiny, with God. Do we agree? 
If God is the one who wrote your life, the simple thing you can do for yourself is to cooperate with God. And if you look at all these stories of changes I'm talking about, I can say all these things today because for you to fulfill what God had written, you must cooperate. The more you cooperate with heaven, the easier your journey to destiny is. So therefore, in that Isaiah 14, 24, you learn four things. Number one, God has a purpose for your life. He says, as the Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be as I purpose, it will stand. God has a purpose for every life. The children you give back to God has purpose for them. Number two, God has a plan to fulfill that purpose. God has a plan to fulfill that purpose. God has a purpose. He has a plan to fulfill the purpose. Because he says, as the Almighty, as I have planned, it shall be. Number three, the plan of God is in line with His purpose for your life. Alright? And the purpose of God for your life, or purposes of God for your life, will give back to your destiny. I will together. If you look at what I'm saying, you will recognize this, that for any man to fulfill a destiny, it is the purpose of your living daily that is the driver into the destiny. You must live a life of purpose because God has a purpose. And the purpose of God is what navigates you to destiny. And if you can live a life of purpose daily, there is no frustration in life, man. You, you can't be frustrated. Many things you can do at any time of your life. Many things. If something, a thought makes you feel like you are frustrated, come on now. It's because you decided to nurse your brain on that negative thought. If there is life, I can't hear you. Nobody you say so. Failure of an exam does not mean quitting. If you have been passing one day, you should fail too. So that you know how fail do them for body. And when you fail, what is the issue? Get up again and move ahead. Even if they drive you from one university, go to another. Like Jesus said, if they drive you in one city, go to another city. I think I can apply to university too. As the university said, that you, you failed very well in university to the place you are by the university called you and said that, you know, we want to advise you to, to withdraw. That does not mean you cannot succeed in that course. Pack your bag and buy it from that university. Don't cry. Go to another university and tell them how much you can pass the same course. Don't leave that course until you trash that course. I will get that. Your purpose will navigate you. The purpose for which you live is your navigator into destiny. So therefore, let's look at areas that you need. You, God needs your cooperation. That's all God needs from you. God just needs your cooperation. And I'll move very fast now in the next 10 minutes. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and found favor. 
with God are men, isn't it? Look at about Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something about Jesus very briefly. You know, Jesus Christ was born, was prophesied to be born in the book of um, Isaiah 9. Very quickly. Let's look at five minutes about Jesus. Isaiah 9, 6. Look at it. It says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the next one says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Look at this man that they are talking about. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will what? Where do you expect a man who has this prophecy to be born? In the house of kings. Because he says he will be a prince. But he was born in a manger. Opposite destiny. Those of you who went with me to Israel will remember Grotto. The Grotto is a basement where Jesus was born. A basement where when enemies are coming, they take their lamb and hide them under the basement. Or in winter, they hide them under the basement. When Jesus was to be born, he was born among animals in the basement. That is the king. Not only that, we went to Nazareth where it was his village. Nazareth is the least in the whole clan. And his family is the least of Nazareth. That's why um, uh, uh, Nathaniel said, can a good thing come out of Nazareth? You may be born in a family that is not relevant. Maybe your father and mother, they beat themselves to stupor. You grew under agony. Other children were pampered, they, they were taken for holidays. Your parents could not afford, or even if they could afford, they didn't even give you one piece in life. Okay? Let me say something. If you came from such a terrible background, that's the reason why your destiny is opposite. But you can only fulfill it in Christ. Because you don't have to be like them. Jesus was born in the most adverse condition Alright, but do you know what made Jesus fulfill destiny? He cooperated with heaven. Let me give you uh, an example. Look at the book of John chapter 5 verse, 7, verse 19. When they were asking Jesus the source of his power and the source of his manifestation, what did he say? Shall we read together? Jesus gave them this answer. He cooperated with God. God needs your cooperation. Some of us, we, we, we nag our head too much, suffer too much because we think by our own power we'll make it. You don't have to sweat too much if you can cooperate with God. Let Him be on the steering wheel. What happened to Jesus Christ before Jesus could manifest? Let me read it to you very simply. Because the things that make um, that put God on the steering wheel so that it makes your life easier are simple and yet many do not understand it. Look at the book of Luke, the same Luke, chapter, chapter, chapter 4. Let's begin to read from verse 14. Before you read verse 14, I will show you something. Jesus Christ grew till 30. 
a few things were recorded about him. Like when he was 12, he went to the temple and he was arguing with them. Which means that by the age of 12, he read the whole Bible through at the age of 12. If you have children, you don't teach them Bible, that is a big deterrent. He read Bible through. So that at the age of 12, he, was, he did what they called Bar Mitzvah, which is at 12 years old, they adopt you as a man in Israel. But that means you know Bible of head. So he was in the temple arguing with them about the Bible for three good days with professors of Bible. And they were amazed at the incredible knowledge of this child of 12. And he never manifested until he was 30. Okay? Because it is synonymous to uh, being called into the Levitica as a Levi. But when he was 30, the Bible says he went to be baptized. And then the Spirit of God said, the, the, the voice of God said, This is my beloved son, whom I were pleased. Because God revealed him through baptism. And then after baptism, he was driven by the power of the Spirit into the wilderness where he spent time with God to understand the plans of God for him. Cooperation with heaven make life journey easy. You know, we have blabbed enough. Let us manifest now. Some of us. Not everyone. There are a number of you who are already cooperating with heaven, but we can cooperate better. If you look therefore, it says after he finished his, his retreat, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him did what? Through where? The whole countryside. When I talk about this, those of you who have gone on a journey, you can remember what we are talking about. Because Galilee is a sea like this. Alright? And all the villages are around the sea. Like that. But from one spot, and this is a massive place, it's not just a small place I have drawn like this. It's new spread around after cooperating with heaven. If you can spend time with God, you will be amazed that the problem you are carrying in your head, looking for solution, before you leave your, 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 your meeting with God, it has been solved. Instead of you thinking about how much your problem you have and how much you cannot solve it, why don't you cooperate with heaven? Why don't you seek God and forget about problems? Let me tell you something. Before you are born, you need to ask your parents, problems have been here. And if you don't know something, tell your children, after you are dead and you are gone, problem will remain. There is no, you know, you don't, you, it's not, it's not like when you came, problem started. No, it has been here, you only entered it. The storm is in the sky before the plane flies. Are we together? So none of you should think that, oh, my problem is, is different. It's not different. It's the same. The name you call it is problem. Anyone, anywhere in the world. Is problem. They may have different faces. Yes? I welcome you to the paradise of problems. But the fact is this. You cannot break through if you don't go through. While you are wearing your problem, others are wearing God. That's the reason why I say my life is easy for them. But you took the staring away from God and say, I have to think about it. All you're thinking about it, what good has come out of it? 
So if you are thinking about problems and good didn't come out of it, then you better do yourself a favor. No more hypertension, no more high blood pressure. When you wake up in the day, leave problem alone. Thank God for him and thank God for your life. Until problem you can continue, I also will continue my life. You have to cooperate with heaven. So Jesus is in Galilee. But look at what happened thereafter. It says in verse 15, He taught in the synagogue and everyone praised Him. Where did He go? Church. He went to church and synagogue means what? It means what? It means what? It means what? Let me tell you one thing God told me in that place. People say God has called me to ministry. But they don't understand. Many people don't understand. For God to call you to ministry, you have to have served in that call. Let me help you know. If someone says I'm a prophet, you won't tell us your prophetic gifts will have blessed so many people that they will say, ah, this person is a prophet. That is how we know you are a prophet. Not because you say you are. Because a doctor is known because of his work. A lawyer is known because of his ability. Service is what gives back to calling. Many people don't understand. If you are useless in church, and you break up one day and say, God has called me. I tell you, many have gone like that. They shipwreck. They frustrate, they frustrate them to their old age. It's just like somebody who has been working in, in a general practice as a PA. One day, he just said, what are they doing? He two went to put their general practice on another door. And he employed a PA. No, when people come to you, it is there you will know. That because you have seen doctors using stethoscope to shock their hearts, when they put it in your own ear and you put it in the chest, interpret what you are hearing. Am I saying something? You need to understand. Jesus went to synagogue. The church. He taught them in church. They haven't called him Messiah then. But by his teaching they knew. That somebody has showed up different from others. From his teaching. I will not follow a fool. I was watching one of my tapes I taught you in the month of April. And in that tape I said that a wise man who takes cancer from a fool has just become the most foolish man. I was teaching you about faith. <laughs> when fool become the governor of a nation, everybody is foolish in that nation. Because what he tells you is what you do. If the parliament of the nation is, full, is filled with fools, then no wise man in that nation. Because the decision they make is binding over you. Let God be your head. Now, let's look at the next verse. It says he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Look at this, is, this is what it says here. And on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as what? As is, let's read that place together. He went to Nazareth. Where 
I want you to underline the word as was his custom. What is your custom? Do you come to it regularly? Do you pick and choose when you come to service? Let me show you problems that happen to people who don't do, who, do, who pick and choose. And let me show you how, well, if you are a person who goes to synagogue regularly, what will happen to you? As that, when I show you that, I will stop. And we'll continue. He went to the, to the church regularly as he was custom. And then he stood up and read from where? The next verse. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To do what? Release the oppressed. Then the next verse says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, let's read what happened thereafter. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. So what did he say? And he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Come on, let me tell you something. If you miss church, you miss your destiny. You miss destiny. Finish. Because God was speaking church of destiny. When I was leaving that place yesterday, it was like departure with tears. They didn't want me to leave. Because of what God was doing. Church, you miss it. You miss destiny. One word in a service can be the key that will take you to the height you are looking for. If you are not there and the word is spoken, you remain where you are. You remain where you are. That's why Satan does not care about any zeal you think you have. If he can stop you from fellowship. When the Bible says, do not withdraw from fellowship of one another. Acts chapter 2 says in Proverbs 42 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching to, to fellowship. And the breaking of brothers. They attend their temple daily. And you are saying you are busy. That's why you struggle. That's why you struggle. You just struggle. When God comes to talk and speak a rema, you are not there. Let me help you know this. Look at, go back to verse, verse uh, 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 19. No, go, go backwards to verse 17. You know, when Jesus came to the temple, 16, I read back now. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue as his custom. Prayer is there. No man. He goes there as his custom. Daily, he is in synagogue. Look, when Muslims go to mosque every day, you think they are mad? And you say you are born again. You don't go to church every day. And you want the blessing of the God of the church. You must be joking. Ah, somebody must be joking. Don't let Satan joke you. Are we together? Assume everybody do the same thing. So the church house of God will be empty. And the house of Satan is full. Shame on a Christian who exempts himself from the house of God. Let me tell you. 
I will show you two people and I will stop. My time is up. I will finish my quarter pass. This is so important for you. Don't let the devil rob you anymore. There is a way that seems right to man. Look, 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 look. If God wrote your destiny, understand then, why should you, a child of God, struggle to get it done? Struggle to make it? Why should you? Because you are not cooperating with Him. He calls you to come and you're not there. The house of God. I've been praying God to do this for me, but midweek they don't see you. You only, you only surface on, on Sunday. God don't speak on Sunday alone. He speaks every day. So Jesus went to them probably that day according to his culture. He was there yesterday. He was there before yesterday. But he came today. And somebody else is the one who opened the scroll. Not Jesus. Because the Bible says Jesus found that prophecy. Okay? Now, what that means is that you will find the word to destiny if you can make sure you do not withdraw from the gathering of the saints. When you get to him, go and read chapter 1 of Luke. Don't go there on the screen there. Chapter 1 of Luke. Read from verse 5. There was a man called Zechariah. Very old. They have been prophesying over him that you will give birth. And then he got old. He cannot. The wife cannot. Until hope is gone. But that day he was in church as his custom. As leader in the church, he was in this service hours before because the leaders have to prepare the sanctuary for the whole community. And when they would do that in that day, they have program. But how did they do the program? They would cast a lot. All leaders stand. They would cast a lot. Anybody the Lord fall upon, you are the one who will light the fire. If he was not there with the other leaders to prepare sanctuary, the Lord will not fall on him. John will not be born by that family. But John will still be born or through somebody else. That is how other people fulfill destiny of others. Because they are substituted by God. Okay? Because when God said to do something, He will do it. If the one that He wants to do it through does not cooperate, He looks for somebody else. Jesus said it. A man did a feast, He called His friends. And when the time of peace came, they did not show up. He said, go to the highway and bring beggars. God will not replace you. Amen. Do you know why Satan gives problems to us? It's just to make us miss God. But God allows problems so that we can serve Him better. Galatians foretells you that. If you read my writer of last week and this week, you'll find it there. When somebody has problems, you see God more. Isn't it? But some of us will think more. Over problem we can't solve. Instead of us to seek God and leave that problem with the God who can solve it. And then we, we develop so many problems. Come on, let me help you know something. It says here that Jesus came as his cousin and discovered that this scripture I'm reading, when he finished reading it, the Holy Spirit ministered to him that, oh, this is the prophetic about you, this is a rema for you. So he stood up, everybody was looking at him. He said, I have found out that today, this scripture has been fulfilled. People didn't like that. If you check what happened thereafter, he went about manifesting powers. That's what happened. When you receive a rhema from God, it will transform you forever. 
But understand that a person who receives a rema too must have faith in the word of God. If I give you prophecy about your destiny, if you don't fulfill that destiny, the prophecy is not the problem. You are the problem. Because the angel said to Mary, Blessed is he that believes, he shall see the performance. All things are possible with God. So, angels said all things are possible with God. And Mary, uh, uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, you know, blessed is he who believes he shall see the performance. Don't let Satan rob you from church. Look, let me say this to you. If you are working shift at the time of service, what did I tell you? At that time, connect your spirit with the church. But if you are coming from work and you have arrived before service, come on now, come on now. It's part of your daily work. Go! Someone says that, I can, I can. Who cannot? Look, I was standing there yesterday. You know, I'm doing an exam as I'm standing here. It is the, it is the, the most exam that, you know, someone in this area of career has to pass. Once I pass that exam, I will not read again in that field till Jesus comes. International arbitration course. I'm doing my fellow exam right now. I'm writing a word now. Judgment. Which I must write daily. I was telling them yesterday in retreat. Can I say to God, I won't come to retreat because I have to finish this write-up by today. This Sunday, today, before 12 night. I must finish my first part of write-up. Two companies have a problem. And they sent me all the case, case files. They sent me the claim. They sent me counterclaim. And they told me to give verdict. I must finish it today. When I finish in New Cross today, I'm going home to go and sit down. If it's going to be that I will sit down, I need about eight hours to finish the rest of it. Because I, you know, I, have to, I have to write, like a judge will write sentence. That's what I'm doing now. But I will write the, the, the award today. And then tomorrow, I must prepare for the hearing. Because on Tuesday, I will be sitting down for four and a half hours. Reading all the notes of the hearing, witness statements and all stuff like that. And then I, was, I will have to now write final uh, award, verdict, to complete the verdict. But can I say I'm not preaching here today? Can I say I, will do, I won't go to the, wedding, uh, the person who did 50th birthday yesterday? Can I say I will not name the baby, my grandbaby, on Friday, yesterday, uh, when the father was dying... I went to see him in the hospital, and he was sick, not dying. And when I went there to pray for him to be healed, God told me that I'm going to the U.S., I will not meet him. And I told the wife when I was going there, look, your husband is going to be taken by the Lord. And he told me, take care of my children if I don't survive this. So now, the child gave birth, grew up, gave birth, and I'm doing an exam. And I'm going to retreat. And I will say, example, I can't go and name the baby. I haven't named the baby. I drove straight to Nottingham to go and meet people who have been waiting to hear the word of God. Which one comes first? When I die, certificate, they will burn it. If I have common sense, if I go and do the work of God, God will do my work too. Abby, is it not wisdom they use in judging? What a judge needs is wisdom. You have all the theories scattered in your brain. To write a judgment is just for, for God to bring this, bring this, bring this, to put it together and say, so because of this, 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 so this is the judgment. That's it. And Holy Ghost will do it anyway. I have passed, Joe. 
<laughs> I have passed long ago. The one I'm doing is just uh, to fulfill righteousness. Because if I did not fail my duty before God, God cannot fail his duty in my exam. Now and on Tuesday. And I'm very sure that because I gave myself to the duty, I will not just pass. I will pass well, well. If I say Holy Ghost, write for me. Am I not right? Because I have written for him too. He will write for me. Father, follow me. Because I followed him too. He will follow me. Do it for me because I've done it for him too. Because will God come down to go and name the baby? Will God come down to go and teach the people? Will God come down yesterday to go and do the birthday for the seven But Will God come down and be preaching to you? Will God come down and preach to them in cathedral? I have to do it on behalf of God. So therefore, when I reach him, I say, God, I'm tired. He will do something. Only if a, a, a reflection on your brain. Finish! Men will be saluting you. Why should I struggle? So then, you cannot unless you cooperate with God. Make your life easy, man. Someone say, what am I doing with all this reading I'm reading? I read it, sir. I don't have to do anything with it. Hello? You watch it next year. You see what God will do with it. I don't know what God will do with it, but it's God's business. For me... Is to serve God. Therefore, Jesus Christ discovered in temple. If you read Zechariah, it was when he was in the temple and an angel appeared to him. Destiny was born. If you look at the book of Acts chapter, chapter 3, they went to the temple as usual. They met the man at the beautiful gate. If you look at the book of Acts chapter 10, um, uh, as Cornelius was praying as usual and an angel appeared to him. Come on now. We are going to the end of the year. Change your attitude towards God. Those who come regularly are not fools. You cannot be saving. And then the day you need money, your account is empty. Is that possible? You withdraw. The, the, the laborer demand their wages. I want to encourage you. Cooperate with heaven. And it makes destiny easy. Okay? Why should I cooperate with heaven? Write it down, number one. The purpose of God always prevails. That's why you should cooperate. One, number one. You should cooperate with heaven because whatever God determines, that's what prevails. And the book of Proverbs 12, 19, 21 says, Many are the plans of him in the heart of a man, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So if God's purpose will override you, then you better serve him well. Number two, why, sh- why should I cooperate with God? Number two, God's word is the vehicle to fulfill his purpose. You see that in the life of Jesus Christ. Once he discovered the word about him, finish. Life was fulfilled. Isaiah 55 verse 11 tells you that. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return back to me empty. But will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Why should you... Why should you cooperate with God? I said, number one, the purpose of God will always prevail. Anyway, secondly, God's word is the vehicle to fulfill purpose. That's why you need to cooperate with God so that this word can fulfill your purpose. Number three, our word too, your own word, must be in line with God's word. That you can't speak something different from God if God's word is the compass. 
No matter what terrible things happen to you, confess what God said, not what your situation says. Yes, my delay is not denial. Excuse me. I say your delay is not denial. Your delay will end up in a better promise. That is how God does it. Isaiah 51 verse 16 tells you that. I have put my word in my mouth, in your mouth. The word must be in line with God's word. Number four, reason why you must cooperate with God, you have great destiny. You have a great destiny. At least what you are now, look at what you were 20 years ago. You remember, you recognize that another 20 years should be greater. Yes, thank you for that. Amen. Number five, only God knows the roots to destiny. And Jeremiah chapter 29, 11 tells you both. Number four, you have a great destiny. You must know that. You are not a mere man. And number five, only God knows the roots. Holy Spirit of God. No more struggle. Number six, your destiny is sure and certain. God won't change his mind about you. Even if you falter, God still remains faithful, waiting for you to cooperate. You will struggle to little avail if you derail from God, but God will not change his mind. When you come back, he will take you straight into destiny. God is very long-suffering and very patient. Number seven, your destiny is not in the hands of men. God is always thinking about you. Isaiah 55 verse 8. God will use men, but it's not this. if a man says that I will not give you the help you need, God will bypass him. If you are in cooperation with God, no, if your boss, who is supposed to recommend for promotion, says that, call you into the room and said, over my dead body will be promoted here. God has several ways to answer him. Number one, God can force him to recommend you under compulsion. And he will recommend with fear and sign it and post it before his head will will correct back. God can also make him in his heart. He's writing about you, but in his mind, he's disrecommending you. But in his pen, he's writing the best record. So that when he finished writing what he thought in his mind, when he reads it, it is opposite. It hears that paper, he picks another paper, and he's in his head thinking of bad things, but his finger is writing the best thing. God has power to do that. God has power to remove him by higher power than him, and then replace him with somebody who will write a promotion. God has power also to just get the higher power to say that, can I get the file of this person under you? And then read it and say, oh, by the way, he should be your boss and make you the boss of that one who does not. God has many ways he can do this stuff. He had done it in the Bible. Come on, let's give him a chance. Bible is not a fiction. It's true life. And the final one, number eight. Whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart. 
incorporating with God. Work at it with all your heart. Anything you do, put your heart there. Don't just do things haphazardly. You read, read well with your heart. You walk, walk with your heart. You go for interview, go for interview with your heart. Don't go for interview when you are not sure. Maybe, may not be. Do you want the job? Well, well. Then you will get well answer. Well answer is that we are sorry. For you to execute prophecy, it is your faith that brings it to birth. Believing God, you will be what? Establish believing his prophet. That says your faith. Bring your prophet to prosperity. I will gather now. So, that last part that I gave you, I will give you more details in the future. What that means is this. Whatever you do, do with your heart. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Three principles that I taught you which you mustn't forget. Be diligent in your ways, dedicated and devoted. Diligence, dedication, devotion. Conquer the world. Anyone who is diligent in his ways, forget it. Let me give you a few scriptures about this. I will. Don't worry about my time. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Diligent hand will rule, but laziness end in slave labor. Those scriptures speak themselves. Diligent hand will rule. Number two, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. It says, lazy hand make a man poor, but diligent hand bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a wise son. But he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. This is the word of the king of heaven. Ecclesiastic, that's number 3, chapter 10, verse 18. If a man is lazy, the rafter sag. If his hands are idle, the house leaks. Don't live on gyro. Maybe I will say that may God let Boris Johnson win. And we will make sure that we cancel Jairo. Do you still love me? Except if you are living on Jairo. What are you living on Jairo for? The Bible says the hand that did not work should not eat. Where did you work for to be getting Jairo? Eh? If Boris Johnson win again for a short while before Labour Party will now take over. I'm saying that to pacify everybody who is every party. And then after Labour Party, um, Farage will take over. And after Farage, then the Liberal Democrat will take over. So we go up, we go down, we go up, we go down. You know, when this government comes in, you know what I'm saying that uh, um, uh, Boris Johnson is because he said that I will is do or die, I will not, I will not extend. And he said so in the morning, yesterday. But in the evening, he extended. I love a man like that. <laughs> he used it to scare his people, and in the evening, he did what they wanted for them. And he said that, I, I did it for them. You know what I'm saying is this. Anybody who is collecting gyro, government is supposed to give them condition that. If you have to collect gyro, it will be like student loan. 
so that you will have to go and learn a skill. And the government will sponsor you to the skill. So that the moment you start working with the skill, they are drawing back their gyro to the gyrostick bank. Someone should not be working and laboring in a country and others fold their hands, giving back to children and collecting money. It is ungodly. I'm taking this to television. I will start a, a party. No gyro party. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lazy hands make a man poor. Diligent hands bring wealth. It says, if a man is lazy, the rafters sag. If his hands is idle, the house leaks. Number four, poverty attacks an idle man, an idle hand. Proverbs 6, 6 to 11. Go to the anxious logat. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer, no ruler. Yet it stores its provision in the summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie, lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of hands to rest. And what? Poverty will jump upon you like a robber. Then number five, First Timothy five to seven, it says, "Give the people this instruction too, so that no one may be open to blame. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially his immediate family, he has denied the faith, and is worse than an unbeliever. So you don't go and be collecting jaro and and and, and don't work." Uh, the last two one Ecclesiastes chapter ten ten. Improve your skill. If the axe is dull and its edges unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill brings success. Remember, God told us that Britain from this year we are going to three years of unstable economy. God has said that it cannot change. But in this unstable economy, it is your skill that will sell you through with grace. God cannot give grace. To a dull axe. Your skill. Sharpen your skill. Read well. Those of you are in practice. You know. I was watching. I wanted to look at television very briefly this morning. And I found out an invention that was just made. You know this machine that they, you lie down in hospital and they will roll you inside it. To do your scan. MRI scan. The, somebody invented another one that is better than that big machine. And you know how much it sold for? It sold for uh, less than 100,000 pounds. No, 1,000 something. 1,000 something pounds. Yes, that machine that costs beast money. But this small thing that they, they, they recommended now, it, they used it and it shows your kidney, your liver, your body better than that big machine. It's just big for nothing, no? Do you know what they did? They now connected this new scan with your mobile phone. And they were showing us on mobile phone. It's the person who even was championing it, he tested it first on himself. He looked at his neck and he found the lump inside. And then discovered his cancerous. Quickly took it out. You know, this guy now, he will become a millionaire who invented it. Because Africa don't have money to buy the big Machine bully for nothing. 
but they have money to buy this small scanner, which is can better and give better information to medical doctors. Listen to me. Listen to me, beloved. Skill is needed for success. I told all of you in medical practice in CFT that you must be researchers. I don't want a doctor who just go and inject people and come back. We had enough of that. We have enough of doctors giving you medication that somebody has wrote. Invent your own if you're a member of CFT. You can. Those who did it, they don't have two heads. You have better head than their head. Same thing with engineering. Every field invents something. Skill, 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 skill. Brushing your skill. Always be up to date. Don't be telling stories when I used to be university. What about now? Finally, Proverbs 4, 7 to 10. Don't forget it. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, read, education. Get understanding, though it costs you money. Get it. Get it. I'm proud of you when you read more. A lazy man don't read. I am on the pulpit now. I'm going to, to, to cathedral. Yesterday we left the body at 12, after 12. I got home about 1 a.m. I told mommy that the, I, will, I will wake you up at 6. Normally we wake up at 5. But because we have been going all over the whole place and they've told me to be taking a little break for her so that she can have rest. If I don't have rest, she should have rest. So I told her, go bed now, quick. 6 a.m. instead of 5, I wake you up. 6 a.m. I woke her up. She said to me, let me sit down another one minute. I said, no, one minute. He said, let me sit I said, no, one minute. I, I went to, to shower. I came back. You are still on bed. She said, let me sleep another one minute. I said, okay, no, one more minute. I have to carry you on my neck. You know that, you know, that kind of one minute, with, with, you just call that you are not sleeping really. And let me say five minutes, you are not really sleeping because your mind is not sleeping. I got up. You know, when I got up, we have to go grab, 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 grab. Out of shower in shower, bath and then start dressing. I was I ironed her clothes for her. So everything that can be a hindrance, I took it out. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't iron clothes for your wife, may God deliver you. You need serious deliverance. You wake up in the morning, you are telling her to go and iron her clothes. Let me catch you. And then you will see. You will see. You must iron the clothes for your wife. What are you talking for me? I don't clothes for her. Even bring it for her. The only thing is that she won't let you put it on her. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whatever the case may be. We are here now. And then we are going to cathedral. And you know, I said I would leave cathedral immediately. I finished, but I discovered that there are people waiting for me there. And when I get home today, I must read eight hours work. Read and write. You want success? The Bible says when you owe somebody, Proverbs chapter 6, don't give your eyes sleep. Your creditor is at the door. Exam whether I like it or not. When I read in stuff that I'll be treated on Tuesday. They will not want to hear me that you didn't read. But wisdom get it with all what you have. Then it says in verse 8. Esteem her wisdom and understanding and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace on your head. And present you with a crown of splendor. Knowledge is good. Get it. Don't sleep over. Read, 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 read. Not novels. Listen, my son. Accept what I say. And the years of your life will be many. 
cooperate with God. Let's stand up and pray. We're going to pray together that God should help us. Every one of us. So that we will listen to the voice of heaven and cooperate with God. So that God will be happy and bring us to fulfillment of destiny. Shall we begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Begin to pray in the name of Jesus.